One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Sometimes the truth is hidden in those things left unsaid. But I'll say them. It's high noon for Thursday, October 14th, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also find me on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The Substack is I'm your moderator.substack.com and the merch site is cancelcotour.com or go direct to shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. Also, if you listen on Apple Podcasts and have not done so yet, why don't you just venture on over to your app, which you're probably already on, to be honest. Give the podcast five stars, write a nice little review. All that stuff helps. And it makes me feel oh, so appreciated. Today is the 267th day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist, dummy, fake proxy president, Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth. That's Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies. You got all the right answers from all the best information. You made sure to never, ever, ever go anywhere near any disinformation, and it turns out somehow you ended up completely wrong about everything. How did it happen? Oh, I forgot. The science evolved. The situation evolved. Things changed. Conditions on the ground changed. Everything around you changed. It wasn't that you had bad information. It wasn't that you were misinformed or disinformed or just rock dumb. It was that everything changed. The truth is, everybody knows the smartest thing you could have done in the fall of 2020 was vote for Joseph Robinette Biden. You just got to forget about the fact that he was mentored in politics by a man who was a grand, legal and exalted cyclops in the KKK. You just leave that aside and remember that your vote for Joseph Robinette Biden is 
a vote to solve racism. And you forget about the fact that Joseph Robinette Biden and his son, Hunter Biden, are overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, who right now has two million Muslim Uyghurs in concentration camps where they are being beaten and reeducated out of their religious beliefs. The women are sterilized and raped and their heads are shaved so that their hair can be sold around the world as hair extensions. But it's rude to bring that up. So pretend that I didn't and pretend that it's not happening because that will make you feel immediately better. But of course, you figured out ways to get out of those two minor problems with voting for Joe Biden. And you reverted to the familiar old refrain. We need to get the adults back in the room. We need to live in a world where the president doesn't say mean things to the most evil people in all of history. One thing we don't want our leaders to do is be honest about evil. It's much, much better when we have a president who is happy to work with the evil so that we can in some way benefit from the evil, or at least he can, even if we don't. And of course we don't, because how is evil like being mentored by a Klansman or supporting a regime that has concentration camps? How is that supposed to help the average American worker? How's that, Kami? Riddle me that, Kami. The adults are back in the room. That is what we are told by... Familiar public intellectuals like Sam Harris, a person who used to be an intellectual hero of mine, he thinks that he has restored responsible governance by voting for a man who is mentored by a Klansman, a man who is compromised to all of our greatest adversaries around the world, most particularly the Chinese Communist Party, who just so happens to have concentration camps. But that's not all. He's also compromised in Russia and Ukraine. And he spent years lying about the fact that he is, in fact, selling his political office and that his own family members are responsible for handling the details of the sale of his political office. And he nonetheless will tell us that he has never even considered talking to them about what they are doing as they sell his political office. And it is a very responsible adult thing to accept that answer because it's an adult giving it and just move on. It's not actually a concern that the person you're voting for, for president is mentored by a Klansman or compromised to adversarial nations all around the world, or that he has spent 50 years selling his political office and the interests of his own constituents because he's an adult and being an adult means that he knows you're not supposed to tweet mean things about evil people. You're supposed to work with evil people because, Hey, that's just how the world is. We have to accept that there is evil. We have to accept that people are liars. We have to accept that our politicians will happily sell their political office. We have to accept that it is just a fact of life that to solve racism, we need to vote for a man mentored by a Klansman. We just have to accept it. That is what the adults do. And this is actually what we are told. This is what we are taught. This is how we are raised in a certain segment of secular liberal culture. And by the way, I've spent much of my life participating in that culture. I'm sad to say, but it is what it is. It is the mainstream culture of the United States of America. And it's one that you get inculcated into in different ways. For me, it was going to uh, a prestigious liberal arts college in the Northeast. You know, parents of my parents' generation were commonly, not always, but commonly, 
the first generation to get a higher education in America. And they wanted to pass that same privilege, I guess you could call it, down to their children. That was the goal. You graduate high school. And before that generation, you graduate high school, you go into the workforce. Then it changed. You graduate high school, you head off to college, and then you get a job after that as a white-collar professional, and you settle down eventually, and you have children eventually, and those children will go to high school. They are expected to go to college, and then they are expected to continue that climb up the ladder of social status in America. That is the plan. And when you get to that point, when you are out of college, when you have fully joined the secular liberal society, then you are an adult. And once you are that kind of an adult, you realize that your purpose in life is to extract as much wealth and power for yourself as you can, and that everyone else is going to do the same thing. So if anyone acts in a way that contests how someone else goes about that, that is impolite. It is actually worse to expose someone's misdeeds, someone's malfeasance, than it is to actually commit the misdeeds and the malfeasance. Because everyone's bad. That's just how the game's played. We just have to accept that, you know, Politics are corrupt. People aren't perfect. Business is business. This is just the way of the world. You just have to let the adults operate. The adults are back in the room. And since you're not an adult and you're not in the room, you just have to let them act however they're going to act. And just know that it's better this way. It's better this way. So just accept it. And answers like the adults are in the room are actually satisfying to these types of people because they're like, oh, okay, I see. Yes, they are uh, in very well-kept suits and ties. That is a very good sign of adulthood. They speak very clearly and they don't say any bad words. Another sign of adulthood. And occasionally if they say a bad word, oh, well, that's just because, hey, they're a real person too. They may be totally adult, but still a real person. If someone is corrupt or incompetent or dishonest or in way over their heads or simply experiencing dementia, what we need to do is not say anything because the adults are taking care of it. You just don't worry about that. You worry about your own stuff. The adults have it under control. And everything's going to be just fine. And so you watch the adults on the television. The adults tell you what can be said and not said. And you obey because, you know, you're just obviously a child. And you're certain that no matter what the adults are saying, it must be right. They are, after all, the adults. And you are not an adult because you are the sort of person who posts on Instagram about how hard adulting is. You talk about how you did too much hashtag adulting today. It wiped you out, all the adulting. You had to run various errands. You had to pay multiple bills. You had to make two or three phone calls that you didn't want to make. And it was all too much. In fact, your life is so busy that it is busier than everyone else's life. You wake up, you go to the gym, you go to work, you go to happy hour, you come home, you watch Netflix, you go to bed, and then you have to do it all over again the next day. Five days in a row. And on that fifth day, you go out really late at night, you wake up much later the next day, then you pretty much don't do anything for the next eh, 36 hours. And then the whole process starts over again. You are so busy. 
You're so busy, in fact, that you don't have the time. Even if you wanted to check in on what the adults are doing, you simply don't have the time. You are so, so, so busy. You're lucky if you can find enough time to produce any content to let your friends and neighbors know that you are better than them and have an amazing life. That's how busy you are. Barely any time for that sort of content. You're just trying to do all the things, you know, all the things. You definitely don't have the time to, you know, research the the issues that you want to talk about. And the the good thing is you don't need to, because as long as you hang out with other people like you who are aware that the adults are in the room and the adults are there to tell you what's going on so that you don't have to find out for yourself. If you're around people like that, then you guys can just tell each other everything and the week will end. You'll have had a bunch of conversations. Everyone will be roughly as informed about what the adults have said. And then you can just start your week again and not worry. In fact, you never have to worry because you know the adults are in control and you are too busy. And also, you know what? The truth is that when people challenge you about the things you know and they don't even care what the adults said, well, you're not the kind of person who is going to stoop to getting into discussions or arguments about the important issues of the day, especially with someone who is like not even paying attention to what the adults have said. You're not going to stoop to that level. And then, you know, it turns out a year down the line, all of the things that the adults said to you and all the ways they told you life was going to be if only you agreed to let them handle everything. Well, none of those things turn out to be true. And it's a weird feeling that that realization that these adults actually didn't know what they were doing. So you reject that idea completely and you make up stories about how the world must have changed or the situation was beyond the control of even the adults. I mean, listen, the adults are just doing their best, right? None of us really know what's going on. Nothing is actually correct. I actually had someone argue that position to me a few weeks ago. She was like, you know, nobody's actually right about anything. I go, what? <laughs> well, everybody's wrong. I go, oh, okay, so let me see if I understand what you're saying. You're saying that it is possible for everyone to be wrong, so we should all have some humility about the things we're saying, right? And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm just saying that everybody's wrong. Like there's no one who's really right. So it's like, it's just a matter of opinions. People have different opinions and different beliefs. And I'm like, well, wait a second. That's, that's, not, that's not true at all. What are you talking about? Like, that is not true. Who told you this? Not everything is wholly unknowable. I mean, how do you get through your day Imagining that to be true. Now, people are certainly wrong a lot, and all of us are certainly wrong a lot. We experience wrongness throughout every day, throughout our lives. Sometimes it's about something small and insignificant. It doesn't matter at all. Sometimes it's about something really big, like the ability to solve racism by voting for a man who was mentored by a Klansman. But there's no way to actually know that we all are wrong unless, for instance wrongness is itself a truth value that only makes sense in opposition to rightness. So the thing is, no, we're not all wrong all the time. One way to guarantee that we will be the most wrong a lot is to constantly delegate our thinking to false authorities who have no idea what they're talking about, have no motivation whatsoever to tell us the truth and who do not have to experience the consequences of their actions or the things they say because their positions in society are so, so safe. 
It actually does turn out to be true that allowing these false authorities to guide all your actions and your thoughts and your conversations and your behavior has a downside. And we're experiencing all of that right now. And the craziest part is that the people who were the most wrong and the people who delegated their critical thinking and their moral thinking to someone else the most are the most likely to continue to defend the people who are quite obviously the most wrong and acting with the most bad faith. And if you are sick of that, by all means, Kami, come back, migrate back to America. All you have to do is get rid of all those stupid and evil communist ideas that you just allowed into your head because you had all this extra space. And, you know, truth be told, you're way too busy to find out what's right and wrong. Who has that kind of time? The adults are back in the room. The adults have it taken care of. You don't have to worry about it. Shut your brain off. Get to the gym. Get to work. Get to happy hour. Get to Netflix and get to bed. You got important things to do. Eventually. <laughs> so just, just let all that stuff go, commies. This is all you got to do. Migrate back to America. Make your amends with all the people that you shamed and bullied and censored and tried to have fired and just come on back. We will welcome you with open arms because we are happy to engage this American project with as many Americans as want to be involved with it. We actually like that. We are happy when you migrate back to America. So be that person, be that commie that breaks the mold and you say, hey, I'm not sure these adults are actually adults. I'm not sure these adults have any idea of what's going on. Maybe I'm just going to have to be an adult myself. And with that, I would love to extend a warm Thursday, high noon welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there. Hello, redeemable commies. Are you ready to be adults, redeemable commies? I think you might be. And if you are, then let's go ahead and talk about what might happen when the adults in the room are forced to explain their ideas to people who aren't the adults in the room. Forced to rumors, not a flattering thing. I get it's that. It's a lie. It's a lie on a news network, it, and it's it, a lie that's a willing, that's, that's a lie that they're conscious of. It's not a mistake. Yeah. They're unfavorably framing it as veterinary medicine. Well, the FDA put this thing out. You saw that. Did you see the thing that the FDA put out? What did the FDA put out? <laughs> it was a tweet, and it was snarky. I admit it. They said, you are not a horse, you are not a cow. Stop taking this stuff or something like Why that. Why would you say that when you're talking about a drug that's been given out to billions and billions of people, a drug that was responsible for one of the inventors of it making the Nobel, Prize. Prize. The Nobel Prize in 2015? Yeah, yeah. No, a, a drug well, that has been shown to stop viral replication in vitro. You know that, right? I, I, Why would they lie? And say that's horse dewormer. I can afford people medicine, motherfucker. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's just a lie. I don't think anyone is thick. But don't you think that a lie like that is dangerous on a news network when you know that they know they're lying? You know that they know that I took medicine. Like, here it is. This is ivermectin. You got this it with right you. here. Somebody gave it to me. All right, hang on. I, I, see, you, the, the thing is, we're, we're, we're like going so fast. Like, I feel like I'm missing. I'm missing. Do you think I want that that's to, a problem that your news network was not, lies? Well, I don't. I don't. Dude, I mean, what did they say? They lied what and they said say? I was taking horse dewormer. First of all, it was prescribed to me by a doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Along they with shouldn't have said a it was bunch of if, other if medications. Was, if you got a human pill because there were people that were taking it the veterinary medication and i you're not obviously you got it from a doctor so that it shouldn't be called that ivermectin can be a very effective medication for parasitic disease and as you say it's probably you know i think what a quarter billion people have taken it around the world more, i get that way more so way more can, billions can, of people have taken it can i just come back to the one i want to talk about I, two, no, no, two, no, no, two no, things no. on you the ledger to, you have before we get to that does it bother you that the news network you work for 
out and out lied. Well, just outright lied about me taking horse dewormer. They, they they shouldn't have said that. Why did they do that? I don't know. You didn't ask. You I didn't think that was your. You're the medical guy over there. I didn't ask. I should have asked before coming into the podcast. But they did it with such glee. No, yes, Joe. They did. I watched. There you have it. That is adult in the room, Sanjay Gupta, who is CNN's medical expert, chief medical expert, Doctor Sanjay Gupta. Sanjay Gupta, on April first of twenty twenty. With Anderson Cooper in one of their little, hey, everybody, check out Dr. Fauci meetings that they used to have on CNN almost every night. They would have a uh, an, an hour on the pandemic scenario. Oh, we need the most cutting edge information from the adults in the room. Where is Dr. Fauci? And they would have him on. And Sanjay Gupta and Anderson Cooper brought up the fact that people are wondering if maybe the right move is a nationwide lockdown. They offered that suggestion up to Anthony Fauci and Anthony Fauci agreed that that might be the best move. And from that moment on, all of the talk for days and days on end until we actually had a quote unquote nationwide lockdown, all of the talk was about whether or not a nationwide lockdown was the right move and why weren't people like Donald Trump listening to the experts? Why weren't they listening to the Sanjay Guptas of the world, the adults in the room? Donald Trump is not an adult because he makes mean tweets and he's not interested in global communism and he's not interested in being part of the party of false decorum he's not interested in participating in a society that prioritizes manners and lying about important subjects so as not to bother anybody over what the actual truth is and over saving lives over saving people's businesses and life savings and everything else that was given away to this global reset project, this global communist project. And that is what happened. The adults in the room convinced the children of the country, the child brained communists who are plaguing all of our institutions because they went to colleges. The adults in the room convinced all of those people that they had everything under control and all of those people who control and dominate our culture and dominate these conversations and certainly dominate the media and big tech, the corporations, the universities, these people decided that what would be best is to enact a series of the most counterintuitive anti-science, idiotic mitigation steps we could have possibly undertaken. And the results have been every bit as bad as they were predicted to be by people who were apparently not adult enough to get in the conversation. In the weeks to follow, Sanjay Gupta examined a lung x-ray of CNN's Chris Cuomo, that is the Cuomo, who was not directly responsible for putting thousands of sick patients into nursing homes and causing the death of tens of thousands of old people, not directly responsible. That's that's his brother, Andrew Cuomo, who was taken out of office for uh, touching butts and uh, trying to make kisses. Hey, baby. <laughs> Come kiss the governor. <laughs> so creepy. What a creepy guy. But yeah, Sanjay Gupta misread Chris Cuomo's lung x-rays on live television. They had the cameras in the CNN studio. Bunch of adults behind the cameras. Bunch of adults in the uh, production booth. And a bunch of adults out there in front of the cameras. One of those adults was Sanjay Gupta. And Sanjay Gupta misread Chris Cuomo's chest x-ray so that he could more effectively scare 
all the child brain communists that are watching the adults in the room. And here we are 18 months later, Sanjay Gupta is still being the adult in the room, still being CNN's senior medical specialist, still being a doctor of something, although not actually practicing because he is a television personality. That is what they should call him. He has an area of quasi expertise and that quasi expertise allows him to be one of the adults in the room, which grants him the extra expertise that he needs to be right all the time until the science evolves. But as CNN's senior medical correspondent, Sanjay Gupta didn't feel that it was worth his time. Apparently I have to assume, right? I'm getting, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt by imagining him to be ignorant rather than imagining him to be lying. Okay. Now I know that he is in fact lying and probably also ignorant, but I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt by simply calling him ignorant. He didn't have the time to read the studies on ivermectin or to look at the real world evidence that where ivermectin has been broadly employed as a treatment and prophylactic for COVID the case numbers have gone down immediately to zero like they did in Uttar Pradesh province in India and like they have in plenty of other places. I think what was the most recent one I was reading about the other day? I think Indonesia just employed ivermectin to great success. But Sanjay Gupta doesn't know that. And Sanjay Gupta apparently does not pay attention when doctors say that they themselves have prescribed ivermectin to half of the Congress, for instance. And Dr. Sanjay Gupta must also be unaware that a bunch of people in his own life have certainly taken or at least acquired ivermectin because there is not a single person anywhere in this country that doesn't know anyone who has purchased ivermectin. I don't believe that is possible. If you are in a circle that is so densely populated with communists that no one in there has ever taken ivermectin, run for your life. Get away from those communists. Figure out a way to get back to America and be around people who are smart enough to take small steps in the interest of not dying. So how are we supposed to believe that Sanjay Gupta as an adult in the room doesn't know that ivermectin works against COVID that has been proven again and again in studies and again and again in the real world. He is just unaware of this. CNN's chief medical correspondent does not know about ivermectin's effectiveness. That is what we are supposed to believe because that's what he's saying. He's saying, oh, well, you know, the, the thing is, there were some people taking the horse ivermectin, the horse paste. Okay, well, was that the problem, Sanjay? No, that wasn't the problem. The problem was that you all were trying to intimate that ivermectin was unsafe and potentially dangerous, but either way, not effective against the coronavirus. That is a blatant, full-on lie. And the reports about people poisoning themselves with the horse paste were also lies. But CNN reported them. CNN's chief medical correspondent did not refute those claims. He did not correct the record. He did not let CNN's audience of child-brained communists know as an adult in the room that ivermectin was in fact safe for human use and that humans were using it very effectively. In fact, entire countries, entire states of countries, the population of Uttar Pradesh in uh, India, that state, that province is like 220 million people. Okay. It's like two thirds the size of the United States. It's not some little place. 
where they had a small sample size. They eradicated the coronavirus in that place using ivermectin, period. The adults in the room should know that. And the adults in the room, of course, do know that. But as the adults in the room, they are tasked with making sure which information is appropriate for the child brains communists in their audience. Because the child brains are looking to the adults in the room to take care of them. The adults in the room have to tell them all the right things, which means the adults in the room need to figure everything out first. So CNN's chief medical correspondent just allows medical misinformation to exist in his presence and on his network. And he does not lift a finger to correct it because he knows that as an adult in the room, the safest, most effective thing you can do is take a vaccine that is not a vaccine and instead an experimental gene therapy. But you need to take it. You need to get that injected into your body and participate in this medical experiment. And the adults in the room know that the vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting the disease or transmitting the disease or getting sick from the disease or dying from the disease like ivermectin does. But it does qualify for adulthood because if there is a complicated, convoluted explanation for why something false is true, you got to assume that only the adults can understand that. Only the adults are smart enough to have gone to college and figured out how convoluted, complicated explanations actually are more true than the truth. That's where we are. And that's what we're being told. Sanjay Gupta also doesn't know, apparently, that 4 billion doses plus of ivermectin have been consumed by humans with nary a problem in the world. In fact, ivermectin was such a wonder drug that its creator was given a Nobel Prize for its creation in 2015. And of course, Sanjay Gupta knows that. He just doesn't think it's important to let his audience of child-brained communists know that. Because if they know that, then they might make the wrong decision. And the adults in the room have already decided what the right decision is. And if not everybody goes along with the adults in the room, then their plan might go off course and they have planned out everything very carefully. And thank goodness, because that's what we need adults for. We need adults so that they can plan the entire world and everything that is going to happen. And once they have planned that out, then they can figure out ways that they might benefit from the plan. And you just have to assume that they want you to benefit too because they're adults and the adults in the room, they would never take advantage of anyone else. And what is Sanjay Gupta doing the entire time? He is denying an obvious truth that CNN lied to its audience and that Sanjay Gupta is complicit in that lie. And by trying to defend CNN, who obviously lied to their audience, he is exposing himself as part of the lie. And when Rogan calls him out on it, he's just like, no, Joe, that's not how it is. He thinks he is actually talking to a child. That Joe Rogan is just some dumb comic who's going to take his word for it. Now, listen. I have, at various times in my life, loved Joe Rogan. The last 18 months, that is not how I feel about Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan seems to me to have sold out completely to Spotify and is now catching up to some things that a lot of people knew about a real long time ago. And when you have the audience that he has, and when you have a free speech platform as he pretends to have... And when you have the smartest people in the world on, when you have the adults in the room on, you should be expected to be more ahead of the story than Joe Rogan has been at any point in this process. It's been nearly a year since the election, and I'm not aware. I mean, I stopped listening to his show 
for the most part. So forgive me, maybe I'm missing something, but I'm not aware of any instance where Joe Rogan has had someone on his show making a strong case that the election was stolen. Okay. I've definitely seen clips of people on his show lying about all sorts of things, lying in favor of the adults in the room about January 6th and about COVID and masks and lockdowns and vaccines and the election. I've seen that. I haven't seen anybody on there telling the truth about the election. If there was someone, that's fine. You could show me that. I'd be like, all right, well, good. I still don't think it's enough. Can't possibly be enough. If it was enough, I would know about it. Let's put it that way. I'm confident that that is true. But despite selling out to Spotify, Joe Rogan is not a stupid person by any means. Joe Rogan is a brilliant person, I believe. I just think that he made a terrible decision. Joe Rogan is going to speak up for his position in a conversation like that. And people like Sanjay Gupta are never, ever subject to that environment. They don't make themselves subject to that environment. I'm honestly shocked that he was allowed to go on that show. And of course he is peddling a book. So he wants to go out and get publicity. Maybe his publishers told him it would be a good idea. Maybe they tried to uh, tell Joe Rogan certain things he couldn't talk about. I don't know, but whoever thought that was a good idea was very, very wrong. It is never a good idea for these communists to take a public platform with people who haven't agreed to lie. They are only comfortable. They are only effective and they only sound intelligent when they are around other people who have agreed to lie about all the same subjects. They are simply not allowed to talk about the fact that masks don't work, that vaccines don't work, that vaccines are in fact quite dangerous to almost everybody who takes them. And I'm not talking about all vaccines, the COVID vaccine, please. They can't talk about the fact that Joe Biden definitely did not receive 81 million real legal American votes. They can't talk about the fact that the very violent insurrection was not very violent and not an insurrection and was a product of malfeasance by our intelligence community and law enforcement community and our Congress. You're not allowed to talk about those things. The Sam Harris's of the world are not allowed to talk about those things. Sam Harris seems edgy because he will state basic truths about Islamic terrorism, for instance, or about the fact that cops aren't killing people because they're black. Simple, obvious truths. He says those things because that's like just edgy, but still very inside the box. He still accepts the central narrative as largely true. And he just has one small quibble. So you're still allowed in the conversation at that point. People like Sanjay Gupta and people like Sam Harris do not go into open environments of conversation because they cannot handle open environments of conversation. Sanjay Gupta in two minutes may have just destroyed his reputation forever. That was so embarrassing and so obviously dishonest. You can see the look on his face as he's squirming like a little child. The guy's like 50 years old. He's been an unchallenged television expert for like the last 20 years. People look to him for the knowledge. He gets to talk to the real experts like Anthony Fauci and Francis Collins, who just resigned in disgrace and the actual Chinese communist and crisis actor, Liana Wen, who is on CNN all the time like doing this weird droning voice. Um, that's how she ends every, uh, almost every sound she makes is. Um, yes. And it cannot come soon enough. We have hit a wall when it comes to vaccinations in this country. We're just not going to get even where close to the vaccine levels that we need in order to prevent another surge of um, uh, of coronavirus and the development of 
new mutations and new variants over time. Really, what we need to do is to make a decision as a society. I mean, we have laws, for example, against drunk driving. You can drink in your home or in private if you would like. But we have a law saying that if you want to get behind a wheel where you could potentially endanger other people, then that's not allowed. That's against the standards of conduct in our society. If you want to get behind a wheel, you could potentially endanger other people. That's not allowed in the standards of our society. CNN's chief correspondent, chief medical expert, is never challenged. This is how we end up with these bubbles of stupidity. No one can break through the bubble because everyone outside the bubble, they're not the adults in the room. Inside the bubble is where the adults are. That's where the room is. That's how you know everything that comes out of it is correct. But look what happens as soon as they come out. All you have to do is ask them questions when no one else can save them and they will sputter. They have nothing. There is nothing. Sanjay Gupta was just lying and whining and visibly trying to crawl back inside himself to hide. But they actually figured out a way to make it even worse. And how did they accomplish that? Well, Sanjay Gupta decided to appear with television's dumbest man, Don Lemon. I know it's in large part a tongue-in-cheek interview, you know, because it's Joe Rogan and there's a lot of you're jockeying back and forth. Don Lemon might as well have just said, Joe Rogan is not the adults in the room. He's just a dumb comic. I can't even believe he tried to challenge you that way. But he, he did say something about ivermectin that I think wasn't actually correct about CNN and lying, okay? Ivermectin is a drug that is commonly used as a horse dewormer. So it is not a lie to say that the drug is used as a horse dewormer. I, I, I think that's important, and it is not approved for COVID. Correct? That's right. Got that? That's all it takes. The adults in the room know that ivermectin is also a horse dewormer. So if you refer to it as only a horse dewormer to make it so that your audience of child-brained communists will believe that it is only a horse dewormer and not good for them. It's not a lie. So they know that it is for humans and for horses, but if they say it's just for horses, it's not a lie because it is also for horses. Got it. That right there is honesty. That's how the adults do it. They know that one part of it is true. One part of it is also true. <laughs> but that other part is dangerous information if you're not one of the adults in the room. So we're just going to pretend it doesn't matter at all. Because the important thing is that everybody else understands the adults have made this decision and this is just what it is now. And besides, it's not approved by the FDA for COVID, even though it's approved for a bunch of other things, just not COVID. And yeah, it's definitely approved other places and working, but it's not approved here. That means it's bad. And that sort of argument can stand up when it's only the adults in the room and the adults have agreed that there is a certain set of things that they will all lie about. Because if it wasn't only the adults in the room, somebody might say, hey, how does that logic apply to the experimental gene therapies that you guys are saying are so great? Oh, the FDA has approved those under an emergency use authorization. Oh, got it. So that's the same thing then. And then it's definitely appropriate and safe and effective for, for human use. Is that what you're saying? What about uh, long-term effects? Do we have those? Has the FDA approved those? No, it hasn't. Never mind. That's correct. It, it, it is not approved for COVID and 
You're right. I mean, the FDA even put out a, a statement saying, you know, basically reminding people it was a strange sort of message from the FDA, but they said, you're not a horse, you're not a cow, stop taking this stuff, is essentially what they said, referring to ivermectin. Now, I think what, what Joe's point that is... It has been about proof for humans, and, but not necessarily for COVID, right? Yeah. That's correct. It's been, it's been used for a parasitic disease for something it's called river blindness, and it's been very effective for that. But, you know, just because it works for one thing doesn't mean it works for something else. Right. And, you know, there's still a few ongoing clinical trials around ivermectin. But for the most part, if you look at the data, there's no evidence that it, that it really works here. At what point are we allowed to be insulted by this? And I ask on behalf of Redeemable Communists, because obviously I've been insulted by this sort of behavior for a very long time. But we have a class of people in this country who are always looking to the adults in the room so that they can know what to do. When are they going to be insulted that the adults in the room are holding back life-saving treatment from them and their families? And they're doing so at the behest of the pharmaceutical companies who fund CNN. When are people going to be offended by this? You can hear Sanjay Gupta lying. You can hear Don Lemon just repeating the premise over and over again in place of Sanjay Gupta actually answering the question. And this is what happens when it's only adults in the room. They can control both sides of the conversation to make sure that no one will call out a lie. And as a child-brained communist in the audience, you hear this back and forth, and none of them, neither of them ever actually challenge the other about what they're saying. And so each of them can lie at will. The expectation is that they're operating in good faith. This is the expectation from the audience. You expect that they're operating in good faith and that they will challenge one another when someone says something false, but that just doesn't happen. So they lie to one another. Both people accept what they're saying as true. And then it is communicated to the audience that they are both telling the truth and that they are both correct because they're the adults in the room. When Joe got sick, he took ivermectin. He also took monoclonal antibodies, mm -hmm. which is, you know, an infusion of these antibodies. So he took both those things. It's, it's, it's very likely it was the monoclonal antibodies that made him feel better so quickly. And once again, Sanjay Gupta is lying. He has no basis for saying that. No basis whatsoever. Ivermectin is proven effective around the world. It has stopped outbreaks in India, in Indonesia, and plenty of other places. Places with massive populations, places with large sample sizes. It is clear, true, and obvious that where the vaccine has been used the most the medical problem being referred to as COVID has been the worst. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, senior medical expert, whatever he's actually called. He just gave medical advice. He gave a medical opinion about what worked on a patient he's not caring for. And an issue he knows nothing about. He has no idea whether or not Joe Rogan was healed by monoclonal antibodies or by ivermectin. The truth is, either way, Joe Rogan was quickly healed. And one thing he certainly did not need is the vaccine that they keep pushing. And what happens when we are forced to listen to the adults in the room, even when we know the adults are wrong? What happens when we are coerced? What happens when we are given no choice or our choice is something where both options are so bad that you just go along with what they're saying so that you can just have it be over and done with? Well, here's what happens. The voice you're about to hear is Brandon Goodwin, who was an NBA player up until recently. I got sick, then I never like recovered from it. Like my, I would always have back pain. Uh, um, you know, I was just super tired in the games. Like when we played Philly, 
back to back. Bro, I was so tired. Like, I felt like I couldn't run up and down the court. And then my back was hurting. Then we went home, I think. That's when I started, like, my back really started hurting bad. Like, And then I'm like, all right, I got to go to the doctor. And that's when I found, like, I found out I had blood clots. Like, that all happened in a span of a month. I was fine up until then. Up until I took the vaccine, I was fine. So people trying to tell you, like, no, it's not the vaccine. No, like, how do you know? You don't, you don't know. Yes, the vaccine ended my season. Thousand percent. And then the Hawks, nothing against the Hawks. They just called me the next day while I was in the hospital and told me, like, uh, we're going to tell the press that, you know, your season's over. I'm like, damn. I'm like, damn, how? Like, I ain't even, we don't even know what it is. But it's whatever. I'm not even going to get into all that, bro. I still got love for the Hawks. Mad love for the Hawks. And I just know if I would have played, it would have been way different. We needed somebody to get in the paint, make some plays. I don't know where I'm playing at this year. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I don't know. Um, And they just like, don't say anything about it. Don't tell nobody. I'm like, bro, what? I mean, I was supposed to be taking uh blood thinners. Because I had blood clots. I had two blood clots. I was supposed to be taking something called blood thinners. And while you take blood thinners, you can't play. That is a 26-year-old professional athlete. Somebody who was quite clearly a physically gifted person in exceptional physical health. And he took the vaccine, developed blood clots. His NBA season this year looks like it is not happening. His NBA career may well be over from taking the vaccine because the adults in the room decided that all the players had to be vaccinated. Now, why would they do such a thing? Well, obviously the NBA is in some way incentivized to force their players to vaccinate because they want to present a unified front to the public. We are the sort of organization that vaccinates. We are not the no-no people. We are following the science, despite the fact that the science says the opposite of what we're claiming. And we are doing it for the health of the kids because we're the adults. We're in the room. We are responsible for making decisions for the kids. They don't have the ability or the intelligence or the experience to make the decisions that we will make. That's why it's so important that the adults are in the room. The adults know, for instance, that there is something more important than the health of all these players. It's hard to understand. I get it. It's hard to understand. But you just got to trust that the adults in the room know what they're doing. No, it's not going to prevent anyone from getting COVID. It's not going to prevent anyone from spreading COVID. It's not going to prevent anyone from getting sick or dying. In fact, it's going to raise their chances because they are in that group of people, in that demographic of people that simply cannot get sick or die from COVID. Not in any serious way, not in any high numbers. In fact, for a person like Brandon Goodwin, Getting the coronavirus would be a death sentence in roughly one out of every hundred thousand cases. And that's what the statistics actually say. Are those what the stats are on the vaccine? No. The stats on the vaccine show the vaccine to be far more dangerous for a person like Brandon Goodwin than COVID is. But that doesn't matter. And it's not for you to question why, because the adults in the room understand that there is a reason and that's all the adults need. Is it for the science? No. Is it for our own good? No. Oh, 
It's because you said so. Got it. Makes so much more sense now. It turns out that the lie that the adults in the room have agreed to tell the most, the one that they are the most certain to protect at any and all cost is the lie that they are actually the adults, that they are actually competent. What has happened here is that a bunch of underdeveloped morons have been placed in positions that they do not deserve because of their competence. They are promoted and honored based on their ability to comply and their ability to never tell the truth about the things everyone has agreed to lie about. And then when it comes to making decisions, they figure out what their incentive structure is and then rationalize a moral or practical reason why doing the thing they're incentivized to do is actually the right decision. And then they go out and pretend that that rationalization, that justification was actually the operating principle the whole time. You see, you got to understand this is how the adults in the room work. And if the entire society breaks down, if millions of people are pushed into extreme poverty, into starvation, if millions of people die from not only preventable causes, but causes directly attributable to the decisions of the adults in the room. Well, it's, it's just what had to happen. The adults made the decision. They're not perfect, but we just have to trust them because you know, no one trusts you. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform is great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator. You can join the discussion at t.me slash I'm reasonable. I'm also on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The Substack is I'm your moderator.substack.com and the merch site is cancelcouture.com. You can also go direct to that at shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. I'll see you next time out on the range. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!